Saints fans, Pelicans fans, let's go. This is the Black and Blue Report. Black. Bree is going to go deep. He's got ground. Touchdown. Blue. Down the lane. Shoots. No. Tip follow in for Davis with three tenths of a second left. Welcome into the podcast for the fans, straight from the teams they love. It's good to see you guys, and uh, I didn't know we had Studio B here in our facility. Good setup. Now that I know where your guys' little office is, I can pop in here whenever I want. Well, we're playing through AD, and so everybody's going to have to adjust to that. Coaches, players, analysts, celebrities, and more. That guy's Anthony Mackie. I've gotten in many of our arguments about the Pelicans and the Saints uh, over the years. Harry County Jr. joins us here on the Black and Blue Report. Undoubtedly, to me, the Saints are the singular reason that New Orleans is back on the map. Hoda Kotb from the Today Show on NBC, our guest. You know, New Orleans gets in your blood. The Saints never leave it once they get in there. This is the Black and Blue Report, straight from the source. No appointment radio. Wherever, whenever. Now, from Studio B, or from wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Sean Kelly. Hey, how goes it? Welcome into the Black and Blue Report, the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans. Greetings today from Studio B on Airline Drive at the headquarters of the Saints and the Pelicans. I'm Sean Kelly, and as you might imagine, there's a lot going on here on campus today as we have big news, obviously, with the New Orleans Saints and with the New Orleans Pelicans fresh back off the road with uh, two wins as well. So we're going to jump right into it today. There's no doubt that I think that everybody is still um, a little surprised at what happened yesterday on day one of the new NFL year, and it's not just here in New Orleans it's across the entire NFL, a blizzard of activity on the first day of the NFL year. Yesterday, Sam Bradford and Nick Foles involved in a quarterback swap. Darrell Rivas goes back to the New York Jets, becomes the highest-paid cornerback in NFL history. And then the blockbuster deal here in New Orleans involving tight end Jimmy Graham, who's now off to the Seattle Seahawks. In exchange, the New Orleans Saints, as you know, pick up an all-pro center, Max Unger, a real fine addition to the interior of the Saints offensive line. They also added another first-round draft pick for this upcoming draft, so now you're going to select at 13 and 31. And uh, certainly the promise made by Mickey Loomis and Sean Payton to not sit on their hands after a 7-9 season uh, continues to uh, come to fruition as we uh, see probably maybe one of the boldest moves of the day yesterday in the, uh, in the departure of Graham to the Seattle Seahawks. You know, arguably the Saints yesterday traded their second most popular player in the prime of his career, a player who redefined perhaps the tight end position um, in this uh, era of the NFL, certainly did so as a New Orleans Saint and uh, was a part of one of the most prolific offenses here in recent memory as well as the Saints were number one last year in the NFL and Jimmy Graham had a large part in what the Saints had done over the last couple of seasons offensively with gaudy numbers to say the least, a a matrix-like threat in the red zone with hands and the ability to move and leap, and certainly he'll be missed. But at the same time, Mickey Loomis and Sean Payton make a move yesterday that shores up, or at least helps to shore up, what had been 
an aging offensive line and also acquire an asset that Mickey Loomis said last night on NFL Radio on Sirius XM uh, will provide some more resources to take care of a defense which was ranked 31st in the NFL. So, uh, you know, there are going to be a lot of um, reviews written about this uh, deal. Certainly, I think time will only tell us what comes of this bold move from yesterday. But I will say this. Um, there, uh, there's probably not a lot of cause to doubt the ability for, of Mickey Loomis and the vision that he does possess. Look, I know that I've only been covering things on the Saints side uh, a short time, as I guess in relation to my time with the Pelicans. But there, if there's one thing I've learned about the uh, Saints general manager is that he has vision and usually one move is only part of a package of other moves and so we're all anxious I think or eagerly anticipating what's to come next now from the Saints brain trust after they pulled the trigger with Jimmy Graham yesterday to start the NFL year. Um, Loomis was rather candid in his interview with um, Sirius XM NFL radio saying we've got to improve ourselves on defense uh, there are three different ways to get players in our league, and that's through free agency, through the draft, and then trades. And uh, he believes in using all avenues and uh, to take a v- one big powerful asset on offense and uh, send it away, in a sense, to gain assets or resources to improve that defense. Uh, tough decision, but one that he obviously was willing to make. So uh, with that being said, uh, it was nice to see all the outpouring of support for Jimmy Graham, some of it well-placed, some of it <laughs> a little uh, awkward to say the least, uh, but we wish Jimmy Graham nothing but the best. And uh, certainly Graham, I think, likewise reciprocated with the nice tweet, I think it was earlier today, thanking uh, the Houdat Nation and the Saints uh, fans all across uh, the country for their support during his time in the black and gold and uh, We'll see how it goes for him in Seattle, who uh, are very excited, obviously, to get a player like Jimmy Graham. And I can't wait to meet Max Unger, by the way. Um, I, I, can't, I just can't tell you how many good things I've heard about him in the last 14 hours or so, uh, not only about his play on the field, but what kind of a citizen he is, not only in our community upcoming here, but uh, certainly in the Saints locker room as well. Then that Saints locker room is going to look a lot different. You know, I've obviously the news with Pierre Thomas and uh, Curtis Lofton, and uh, there'll be some other things as well that come up. And certainly the free agency period now has only just begun. And uh, we'll wait and see what Mickey Loomis does here in the free agency period with an eye perhaps toward a cornerback. Uh, there are other needs as well. And then that will certainly then set us up for the draft, which, again, uh, for the first time in the Sean Payton era, the Saints will have two first-round picks, again, selecting at 13 and 31. So, Big news there, and certainly we'll have some more folks on as free agency unfolds to uh, give us their thoughts, and I would imagine that Mickey Loomis will be stopping by here at Studio B here in the very near future to talk about uh, what he's up to as far as his checklist goes, uh, making good on his promise to uh, make better the Saints after the 7-9 season, and a whole lot more. As far as the other NFL news goes, uh, you know, it's, I think it's kind of fun that uh, the league right now with the CBA and everything else has become a little more trade-friendly. Uh, I think that's one thing that's been lacking in the NFL and, and seems now to be more of a trend, and that's uh, some, some good deals or at least uh, some juicy deals from a fan standpoint. Uh, the deal yesterday between Philadelphia and St. Louis is rather intriguing, and uh, we'll see what Darrell Rivas does. 
I think at the age of 30 now with this huge new contract and going back to the New York Jets. Um, John DeShazer from NewOrleansSaints.com was uh, tracking a lot of it last night. He's working on more of it today, and uh, we'll hear from him later on in the week. Turning our attention to basketball, uh, it was a very uh, awkward trip with regard to what hours the Pelicans and staff slept over the last couple of days, but they arrived home safely early, early, early this morning uh, with a pair of wins, one against Milwaukee, one against the Brooklyn Nets, and uh, now with the win last night stand at 36-29 and and virtually dead even with the Oklahoma City Thunder. It's literally a couple of hundreds of percentage points that separate the two teams. OKC is in action today against the Los Angeles Clippers. And um, I guess I'll be rooting for Chris Paul and those guys uh, on this particular date. Happy birthday on this day, by the way, to Anthony Davis. He turns 22 years old today. He has amassed already uh, at this age 3,500 points, 1,700 rebounds, and over 450 blocks only two others in NBA history have those kind of numbers at the 22nd birthday um, uh, poll, if you will, one of which is Dwight Howard. The other is Shaquille O'Neal. And uh, Davis uh, was uh, great last night despite not scoring his usual load of 15 points. He uh, celebrated the ease of his, of his birthday with five assists and three block shots in New Orleans' 20-point win. Quincy Pondexter's birthday was yesterday. And he celebrated finally by matching Alexia Jensa for uh, team high honors and game high honors in points. Each of those guys had 17 last night, and Quincy was pretty deadly at 6 of 9 from the field and 5 of 6 from three-point range. We'll talk more Pelicans in just a moment. David Wesley is uh, scheduled to join us here on a Wesley Wednesday. We'll talk about the road trip that just was and about this little break that the Pelicans have before playing again on Sunday against Denver. Post-game reaction on the Black and Blue Report today from Monty Williams and Norris Cole, who had to start last night in the place of Tyreek Evans. And then Chef Brian Landry returns to the show. He's been on with us before, and he's going to preview a big Pelicans event at his restaurant, Born, on Monday, March the 16th. It'll be a chalk talk with the general manager, Del Demps, and an appearance by Tyreek Evans. More details on that as we get further down the show. With that, we'll take our first time out. Glad you're with us here on this Wednesday. David Wesley from Fox Sports New Orleans in just a moment. I'm Tom Richards. I'm 35 years old, vice president of sales at a regional paper company. Six months ago, we decided to transition to one of those cool collaborative open space offices. So now I sit in the open next to three other sales managers, which means there's nothing separating me from... Not getting Carl's nasty cold and missing a sales opportunity this winter? That is my purpose. Blend it now. Try the Immune Builder Smoothie at Smoothie King. It's the tastiest way to stay healthy this winter. Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. Join us this Sunday at 5 p.m. at the Smoothie King Center as the Denver Nuggets face your New Orleans Pelicans in a Western Conference matchup. Pelicans Fest starts at 3.30 with music, interactive games, and appearances by Pierre and the Pelicans dance team. The first 3,000 lucky kids will receive a Chevron red jersey, the next giveaway in our Year of the Red Uniform series. Tickets start as low as $15, so call 525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com to get your tickets today. Guess what day it is. Hump day? Well, yeah, and it's Wesley Wednesday on the Black and Blue Report. 
Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. It is a Wesley Wednesday. In all that we've been talking about today, one must not forget that we have reached the midpoint of the week, and that means David Wesley from Fox Sports New Orleans is here to join us fresh off the road as the Pelicans swept their uh, road trip with wins over Milwaukee and then last night against the Brooklyn Nets. Dare I say, Mr. Wesley, that the Pelicans are rolling a little bit here now. They are, and they're rolling at a, at a really good time of the year. It's, it's really kind of fun to see. Uh, the games that they just won against Milwaukee and Brooklyn are games they should win. And to see them go out and collect those wins like they should, uh, the way they played in those games and, and the way they played over the, the last few is, has, has been really a, a, test to, a testament to you know, the, the, the strength of this team, the strength of the coaching staff. And uh, it's been fun to be able to talk about this team in a way that's relevant to the playoffs. I'll admit I was a little nervous. Uh, you know, the games on Monday and Tuesday were going to be games six and seven in a 10-day stretch. And when you have a back-to-back that goes from Milwaukee to Brooklyn where it's not a short flight, it's a time zone change and everything else, I thought the odds may stack up against the Pelicans a little bit, even though you were playing two sub-500 teams in the East. Um, does that mean anything, or am I being overly dramatic about that? No, you know what the 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 unpredictability of this team uh, it, it was a it was a safe thought, uh, safe bet uh, if you were if you were looking that way, um, and uh, I think they surprised maybe even themselves a little bit. Uh, they really have, uh, you know, if you looked at that road trip, you know, seven and or that that stretch seven and ten nights, uh, you almost would have been happy with four and three, but the fact that they've come out and and play uh, better than that. It's uh, like I said, when you can step up and play well, and and I was on a couple of teams where, uh, with Paul Silas down the you know stretch of the season, we needed wins and we were able to get them. That's fun basketball, and 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 I'm sure they're pretty proud of themselves the way they uh, stepped up over the last uh, week and a half. I'm glad you brought up the word fun because Anthony Davis used it the other night, uh, and David, he's been nothing short of spectacular. Here as we celebrate his 22nd birthday today, uh, it really seems like whether it's good chemistry or the, the the fact that you pointed out they're sharing the ball last night, uh, this is a fun brand of basketball right now. They seem to be really enjoying this process. 31 assists last night. Um, that is a whole lot of fun. And Anthony Davis on a night where he struggles shooting the basketball, uh, I think he's having fun getting the assists. Uh, the, uh, the game against Milwaukee had six assists, which was, uh, I think, a career high for him. Uh, and then he backs it up with a, with five. So, um, you know, this is just him enjoying every aspect of the game, not just the, the block shots and the rebounds, but just adding to his game. And, and you know, the one thing that you really like about Anthony Davis is he likes team success over his own. And, He'll take 15 if that means getting a win. Yes, he, you know, he he gets talked about in all kind of categories of MVP and you know first team All NBA and and this and that. But what matters to him is wins, and that's and that's fun to see. You know, the 31 assists last night. You pointed out a, a record that the Pelicans have. When I think it's they have 24 or more assists. I mean, this is clearly now what this team is all about. Yeah. Uh, Nineteen and three when they have twenty-four or more assists, uh, which you know has has been really uh, predicated on 
Tyreek Evans mentality. Uh, but last night they go out without Tyreek Evans and go out and get 31 assists. So uh, you can tell the style of basketball this team wants to play. And, and as long as they understand that this is how we win, this is the kind of basketball that's fun. And, and yes, tonight I had 15. Tomorrow I may only have nine. Uh, tonight I had 20. Tomorrow, uh, you know, I may not play big minutes. If they can just understand and stay in their lanes and play their roles, uh, you know, they're going to have team success. It's interesting because do you remember our conversations back at the first part of the season, David? You were worried about you know, guys maybe wary about getting theirs or are there enough shots to go around? That seems to have worked itself out pretty well. Well, yeah, you know, and, and again, you can see that little kind of glitch when Anthony Davis came back. Uh, Tyreek and, and Eric Gordon rolling pretty good. Now you, you had a 25-point score. Oh, whoa, what happened? And Eric Gordon didn't score well that first night, but the team won. And again, he was okay with it. He wasn't out there forcing shots, which is very important. And that, again, if you're okay with that, then, yeah, you're going to have team success, and, and they did. And as long as they can keep that up, I, you know, they're going to they're be happy with the way this finishes out. I know you and I love watching, I mean, just from a basketball standpoint, you love watching a guy like Anthony Davis go for 30 or more and a double-double and four or five block shots. Um, but, David, were you in any way encouraged last night by the fact that Tyreek Evans was unavailable to the ankle injury, Davis goes 5 of 16 shooting, and yet the Pelicans win by 20? Uh, and, again, albeit against a Brooklyn team that seems to have almost laid down at this point, but were you encouraged by by that aspect of the win? Well, I, I've been really encouraged by a lot lately. Uh, you know, the fact that Anthony Davis misses – uh, those games and they go on a five-game win streak. So without them, they, they found a collective effort. And through that, they have learned that we have enough talent. And then Anthony Davis comes back and he goes out for 30 his first night back. And collectively, people play their roles. And then Tyree goes down. They don't panic and come out with a win. Then they come out the next night without him in the lineup at all, and they come out a little bit slow. They're on a back-to-back, get in at 3 o'clock in the morning, and a good time to say, well, you know, we, we won a few. We, you know, we, we've done okay, um, 8 out of 10 or, or whatever it is at the time. And, and, you know, if we lose one, we've had a good run. No, they, they buckled down, and like you said, that Brooklyn team all but looks like they've just checked out. Um, and, but they had to go out and play. And they did, and they came back in that second quarter, established themselves, and, and then from there just took off. And uh, I think all of that kind of thing is, is encouraging when you watch this team uh, play each and every night. Norris Cole started last night for Tyreek Evans, 16 points, four assists, five rebounds, uh, and, two, and three steals. Um, what do you want to say about Norris Cole and what he's meant since the trade? Well, obviously, uh, you know, he, he's um, – He's playing incredibly well. He's playing incredibly poised. Um, I, you know, I, I like what he brings. And, you know, I look back at that transition for me of, you know, that possible opportunity to kind of show, hey, in college I could score the basketball. I, I'm not, I wasn't just a defender. Uh, and I remember thinking, here's my opportunity. And when you 
understand when that opportunity is. And, and like him, I came in the league and I, I played my role. I, I, I defended, I, I took a couple of shots here and there and, and, you know, played my role. But then sometimes you get that opportunity where, all right, I, I can do a little bit more. And he's come here, he's been more of a scorer than he, than he was in his, his prior uh, years in Miami. And, and now he's starting to kind of get a taste of you know, what, what he's capable of doing and what he's allowed to do and what, what the coach has given him freedom to do. And, and I think he's taken full advantage of it. And he has been absolutely huge for the Pelicans. No doubt. Pondexter and Legenza also big last night. Each of those guys had 17. Uh, David, now you get this little bit of a break here. You don't play again until Sunday at home against Denver. You're 9-3 and three since the All-Star break. Um, does this this kind of almost mini break, if you will, come at a good time? And the reason I asked you is, A, I know that rest is needed, but B, sometimes when you're rolling, you want to keep playing, you know, almost every other night. Um, how do you want to read this this little break the Pelicans are getting between now and Sunday? I think I think it I think it hurts a little bit. I, I you know I'm I'm thinking uh, player hat right now and uh, like you just mentioned rolling the way we're rolling. Uh, it would be nice to have maybe two nights off and and then come back and, and get right to work. Um, it's going to take a collective effort to to really focus and make sure that while we have these four days off, we get the reps in, we get our work in, and we keep our our edge, and I think that's what you, you sometimes lose when you have too much uh, too much rest. Now, you can also look at well, they had ten days between or eight eight or nine days between uh, games during the All Star break, and they came out and played beautifully. So if they can look at this as just four days to let Tyreek Evans kind of get his ankle healed up and, and get back to doing what he does, and, and they still come out with that edge, and they they can finish this thing off strong and, and use this as more of a, a, a good thing, a thing that could be a bump in the road. Yeah, when the Pelicans resume on Sunday, it'll be exactly one month left in the regular season. All right, David, last thing. We've enjoyed doing some scoreboard watching here of late. I love being in a playoff chase, watching the Pelicans here battle for a position in the Western Conference playoffs. And with that, we've certainly keenly watched Oklahoma City, Phoenix to some extent, but there may be another team now we better put on the radar, and I'm hoping that you can give us your perspective on the landscape of the playoff chase here as we go with a month left on the calendar. Well, the the, the, the Dallas Mavericks is that other team that, that seems to be leaking a little bit of oil, and there are only four games up in the lost column, and a team that, that could come into the mix. The problem is, is Dallas has a tiebreaker over the Pelicans. So... They, they would have to be out right in front of, of them. But, uh, you know, before uh, the games here lately, I said that the, the playoff picture was set. Now, not the seeds, but the eight teams were in that are going to be in, and I thought Oklahoma City would definitely be in because the Pelicans hadn't showed that they could put on a run like they have lately. Now that the Pelicans have done this, it's going to get really interesting, and I think the Pelicans have just as good a chance as any of those three teams. I don't think Phoenix is going to do it. I think they're out of it, but I think the Pelicans and Oklahoma City and the Mavericks are going to come down to the to the final few games of the season, and it's going to mean 
hey, we need to win these last three or we need to get these last two and, and get themselves in the, in the playoffs. You can't help but grab the schedule, David, and start to try and pick and choose which games will be wins and losses. And if you do that with just the next six, I think you'd say that the next three are very winnable games. The three following that are going to be very difficult. The only reason I bring that up is um, as we go through this last month, um, whether it be us as broadcasters or players and coaches, even the fans, what would induce panic at this point? Uh, you know, you want to keep a cool head, but what kind of a trip up would, would induce or at least prompt you to push the panic button a little bit? Well, I, I think um, this team has no reason to panic. I, the, they're kind of in the driver's seat and kind of control over their own destiny and, and, they can't watch so much what Oklahoma City or Dallas or, or Phoenix, for that matter, can't watch what they do. They have to go out and win games. Now, you could say they lost the Boston game, panic, but then they beat Memphis, which a game you didn't think they would win. So basically that was kind of a wash. It would have been nice to get both, but they didn't. But they didn't panic and lose both of those games. They came back and beat a very good Memphis team. So – I don't think this team has any reason to panic because as long as they're able to, to, to keep bouncing back and, and keep playing that, that level of basketball, then they're going to stay right there. Now, if they can run off some, maybe they can you know, you know, start moving up the, the ladder a little bit. But uh, as of right now, um, I can't see them panicking. Uh, even if they lose to a sub-500, they seem to do that quite often, but they seem to play – some of the bigger, better competition well. So I think it's just going to come down to the end of the season, and, and hopefully they can be right there to, to, to make a make a stab at it. No doubt. Hey, as always, my friend, good stuff on a Wednesday. You come at the perfect time of the week, it seems. And uh, thanks for your thoughts today. We'll look for you on the old television on Sunday against Denver. Yes, sir. Good talking to you. Thank you, sir. David Wesley from Fox Sports New Orleans with us on a Wesley Wednesday. The Black and Blue Report continues with more Pelicans in just a moment. We'll get you some of the post-game thoughts from the Pelicans themselves following their 111-91 win at Brooklyn last night. Besh Restaurant Group and your Pelicans present an exclusive Chalk Talk dinner at Bourne, a John Besh restaurant. Join us Monday, March 16th at 6.30 p.m. for your chance to enjoy great food prepared by Chef Brian Landry and the Bourne staff. The night will be hosted by a Pelicans broadcaster and include appearances by Pelicans guard Tyreek Evans and general manager Dell Dimps. Tickets are limited to enjoy this night of food and fun. Score your seats and get more info at bornrestaurant.com. Basketball fans from all over Louisiana are invited to the Louisiana High School Boys and Girls All-Star Basketball Games being held in Shreveport at the Hirsch Coliseum on Saturday, March 21st. The best players from Louisiana will put on an exciting display of showmanship. Tickets are only $10 and games start at 1 p.m. Check out hotels and other things to do at Shreveport-Bossier.org or call 888-45-VISIT. This is Pelicans head coach Monty Williams and you're listening to the Black and Blue Report. All right, so the Pelicans with a win last night in Brooklyn over the Nets improved to 36-29. and We'll keep an eye on Oklahoma City. The Thunder take on the Clippers tonight. If Oklahoma City loses to Los Angeles, the Pelicans will move past 
the Thunder for the eighth position in the Western Conference standings. Yep, they're rolling right now. The Pelicans were down 14 at one point last night and then won by 20, so a pretty good 34-point swing. And it was a pretty pleased head coach of the New Orleans Pelicans, Monty Williams, following the win. Seven games in ten days, a back-to-back with time zone changes, and you finished strong tonight, Coach. Well, that, that's what we talked about uh, three days ago, two days ago. Um, we needed a road mentality to finish out this, this trip the right way. Uh, we played the right way. We had some lulls like last night in the third quarter and tonight to start the game. But outside of that, um, I thought we played... Uh, the way that we're capable of playing. We had 31 assists tonight and six guys in double figures. And, you know, those are the kinds of uh, wins that you, uh, you cherish and, and you don't take it for granted. So we had a lot of stuff fighting against us with the travel and all the games being played, but our guys uh, fought through it all. Speaking of fighting through and adding another layer to that, no Tyree Gevins tonight, and yeah. Davis didn't have his usual night for you either. Well, that, that's when, you know, guys have to step up and, Chicago Tibbs always talks about next man up. So I, we said that uh, last night if Tyree couldn't play, somebody else was going to have to step up. And you know, Norris uh, runs the point guard position um, soundly tonight. He had 16, four, four assists and five rebounds. And uh, Eric was good with the ball also. But, uh, we had six guys in double figures, and I think that helped spell uh, Tyreek and AD when he wasn't himself tonight. How big was the Jensen in the second quarter, Coach? He was good. He gave us uh, a big lift. Uh, being able to throw him the ball is something that we've uh, gone to the last few weeks, and he's delivered for us. Uh, you know, he's making good decisions down there. Uh, he's reading the defense as well. You know, he's, you know, he's always been a highly skilled guy. Now he's gotten in such uh, better conditioning. He can take the pounding down there. And I think it's helping him a ton. Coach, what can you tell us about what happened to Anthony Davis there in the second half? He got clocked, um, and they just wanted to make sure he didn't have any uh, concussion-like symptoms or anything like that. So when we had a big lead, we just felt like you know we were going to keep him out. Um, but he got he got tagged real good, and he played through it for a while. And then when I subbed him out, uh, something was wrong with his eye or something like that. But he he got tagged pretty good. Does this uh, little break come at a good time? You don't play again until Sunday. Yeah, we need uh, to get our guys healthy. Tyreek, AD, uh, Eric can use the the break. He's been playing high minutes. Uh, And then the guys who are not as familiar with our system, it'll give them a a few days to get acclimated and learn, you know, all of our sets and all of our coverages. Coach, thanks. Thank you. Well, as David Wesley and I were discussing, Norris Cole has been huge. And then last night in his first start as a Pelican, he dropped 16 points, four assists, five rebounds, and three steals on the Nets in just under 30 minutes of play. After the ball game in the Pelicans locker room, Pelicans.com writer Jim Eichenhofer had a chance to catch up with Norris Cole. Norris, um, obviously you had to fill in tonight for Tyreek. As a point guard running the team, I mean, you got to be so happy with the way that you guys played offensively, the way that everything ran. It seemed like you guys had chemistry and everything seemed to be clicking. Well, we played well. Um, got off to a slow start, but you know we, we sustained their run. Uh, we defended the ball well, especially in that third quarter, and uh, we executed offensively. We shared the ball. We played together. You know, when we do that, you know, we're a tough team. Oh, Lexi played very efficient basketball tonight. He's tough. He's tough in that mid range and on that block. He, he can score go over both shoulders. You know, 
he rebounds the ball well. You know, when he's out there playing like that, he, he gives us another dynamic on the offensive end. I know you guys have talked about this a lot already in the last few minutes about moving into a tie with Oklahoma City, but um, just overall, the, the way that you guys are playing right now, I mean, it's... Uh, well, I mean, it's nice to, to be in the conversation, <laughs> but uh, we have to take it one day at a time, one game at a time. Uh, let the results fall where they may. We can't look too far ahead. You know, we understand we're in a playoff race. You know, that's fine. That's good. But uh, at the end of the day, you want to be in there. And the only way to get in is to take it one day at a time, one game at a time, and then uh, let the chips fall. Last thing, um, a lot of stuff thrown at you when you jump into a team in the middle of the season, haven't had a lot of practice and stuff like that. How much are you looking forward to having these next few days? Before you have to play another game. Well, it'll be good just for guys to get healthy. Um, It'd be good to refresh some things in the, in the playbook to make sure I have everything down packed along with the other new guys um, so that we can be more efficient, you know, during game situation. But to be thrust in the game and have to learn, that's also a good way to learn, too. So, uh, you know, being able to learn on the fly, you know, it's been great. Well, certainly the Pelicans will now enjoy some rest today. Go back to work, I'm sure, tomorrow and then get ready for Sunday's game at home against the Denver Nuggets. That's the next action for the Pelicans, and uh, it will start up things at the Smoothie King Center once again. We're going to visit extensively with uh, head coach Monty Williams tomorrow night on the radio. The Monty Williams Show airs on Thursday nights at 8 Central on WWL-FM. Stay tuned. When we come back, we'll talk about a big Pelicans chalk talk on Monday, the 16th, at Bourne Restaurant in downtown New Orleans. It's going to be a fantastic event. And the head chef at Bourne, Brian Landry, is our guest in just a moment. All-Star Electric is lighting up the future with the latest in LED lighting. All-Star Electric specializes in the installation and conversion of the newest LED lighting products. This lasting investment is virtually maintenance-free and offers significant savings on your next electricity bill. This is Tim Blanchard, president of All-Star Electric. Let us evaluate your building, parking lot, or home for an LED conversion because we know we can save you some money. Once again, you stayed longer and spent more money gambling than you planned. You told yourself it would never happen again, but it has. Now you have to tell your family you lost money gambling. If you or a family member has a gambling problem, treatment services are available for Louisiana residents at no cost. Call now. It's free and confidential. 1-877-770-STOP. That's 1-877-770-STOP. A message from the Louisiana Department of Health and Hospitals Office of Behavioral Health. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Here's Sean Kelly. Chef Brian Landry jumps in with us on the Black and Blue Report today. You know, he's been on before. We've had him on a few times, and usually you leave with something good to fix in the kitchen or on the grill, or maybe you just go over and check him out over at Bourne Restaurant at the Hyatt Hotel in downtown New Orleans. Glad you have you back, Brian. How are you? I'm doing great. Great, great win last night. No doubt. That's three in a row for the Pelicans. I know that you are following astutely, um, not just at home, but when we're on the road, too. When we're at home, it seems like you're working all the time as you've catered some pretty big events here lately over at uh, Smoothie King Center, Brian. Yeah, yeah. The uh, Pelican nights are great for us. Uh, a lot of people swing through Bourne for happy hour before tip-off, so it generates some really great crowds for us. Good energy, good atmosphere. 
You know, before I ask you about Monday's big event, I, I'm not so sure that everybody, and I, I don't know why, but I don't know why everybody isn't aware of what Bourne is or what it's been doing over there at the Hyatt. I think most recently you won yet another award as kind of one of the go-to spots if you're looking for a restaurant at a hotel. I thought, yeah, absolutely. After all the travel I do across the country, I fail to see uh, something quite, quite as unique as Bourne. And maybe you could, from a chef's per- perspective, um, kind of give us the, 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 not the, not the pitch, but yet the, the flavor of Bourne. Yeah. I mean, the kind of the way we look at it is, uh, we approach it as a locals restaurant that just happens to be in the bottom of a hotel. Um, so we're cooking with all kinds of great Creole flavors using a little bit more of the Spanish influence So we cook with, we cook a little lighter with a little more olive oil than some of the traditional French Creole restaurants. We just have a lot of fun. We use it. We get great seafood delivered to the back door every day, and we're in a great spot. We're right next to the arena and the Superdome, so any kind of sporting event like Pelicans games or even the great concerts that have been at the arena, um, we are there to help get people in the right mood before a great event. It really is kind of a come-as-you-are place, isn't it, Brian? For sure, for sure. I mean, we, we get great uh, business lunches during the day, so it's not uncommon to see people in uh, suit and tie during the day. And then at night, it uh, definitely picks up a more casual feel. And, you know, we got people in Pelican's jersey sitting next to people in uh, suits some nights. So it is definitely a come-as-you-are atmosphere. Born Restaurant, of course, is a part of the Besh Restaurant Group, and Brian's like John's right-hand man. Uh, how is John, by the way? We haven't seen him in a while. Uh, he's doing great. He's been doing a lot of traveling, spending a lot of time, um, checking on all of us. You know, his, his days can get pretty crazy. He'll go spend lunch at August, swing through Luke for happy hour, and then come by Born for dinner. So uh, I do not envy his schedule. Yeah, Brian, I tell you what, if you guys weren't working so hard, you'd all be about 400 pounds with as good as the food has been coming out of those places here lately. No, it, uh, we John is a great mentor, but the chefs in our company are phenomenally talented. I'm very, very privileged to work with all of them. With that being said, we're privileged to work with you on Monday night. Here's the cool event. It's, it's a chalk talk, if you will, and we've done some of these things over the years at Smoothie King Center, most of the time with a coach or a broadcaster or even the general manager. And that's what we're going to do on Monday night at Bourne Restaurant. We're, kind of, we're going to kind of take the chalk talk and put it out on location and combine it with a great atmosphere and great food. So on Monday, uh, fans, you've got this wonderful opportunity from 6.30 to 8.30 to head over to Bourne Restaurant and enjoy a, talk talk, a chalk talk rather with Pelicans general manager Del Demps. Tyreek Evans is going to be there as well. And, of course, there's going to be a great gift for you uh, upon your arrival. We're going to do some door prizes, including tickets to upcoming Pelicans games and uh, gift cards, of course, to Bourne as well. Uh, Brian, set the stage for me. What kind of a night are we looking at with Dell Demps on Monday? Well, we are going to introduce you to a bunch of the Spanish-influenced seafood that we do. Uh, it's crawfish season, so we're going to start you off with a bunch of hors d'oeuvres couple of little uh, crawfish bombas, which is like a perfect bite of crawfish boil. It's a little uh, crawfish boil potato stuffed with crawfish tails and all the seasonings, uh, and that you dip into a little crawfish etouffee sauce. 
Um, but we're going to, we're going to kind of flood your table with a bunch of different little hors d'oeuvres like that. And then we'll get into a three course meal. We're going to do a fried oyster, uh, wedge salad with a white remoulade. Then we have some beautiful Gulf fish pan rayado that we're going to roll in olive oil and fresh breadcrumbs and bake that with a bunch of uh, roasted vegetables like sunchokes and cauliflower. And then we're going to finish you off with a chocolate pate, which is this delicious like chocolate candy bar that we serve with olive oil and sea salt. And uh, we're going to pair a couple of drinks, a glass of wine with that for you. And then uh, to boot, I think we have some uh, Pelican dancers that might be circulating the room, making sure you're having a good time. Oh, my goodness. And, of course, I think, you know, knowing you, I know you'll be busy in the kitchen, but you'll probably be out on the floor a little bit yourself, won't you? Oh, for sure. We're going we're gonna to make sure everybody has a good time that night. You got a question for Del Dempsall ready to go, or are you waiting? Are you going to hold out on me and not share yet? No, I, uh, I'm, I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I'm going to hold out. See how the Pelicans do this weekend. Um, I just know if Anthony Davis keeps up what he's been doing the last couple of weeks, Pelicans uh, are going to be in the playoffs just like we all want them to be. No doubt about that. The menu sounds fantastic, Brian. Uh, is this something that you've been uh, serving at Bourne, or are you trying something new a little bit on Monday? Uh, it's, a, it's a mix. It's a, it's a mix of some of the stuff that we've been uh, testing in the kitchen, some of the stuff. Uh, on the menu that we know people uh, really, really enjoy. But the menu's always in flux, so we're constantly adding new dishes. Um, and as spring and the, and the warmer weather comes, uh, the, the, next, the next big one we're looking to add is those soft-shell crabs. So oh, my goodness. As soon as they're available, they're hitting the menu. I'm sure you get lots of questions about that as soon as we turn into March, don't you? Yes. Yes, everybody calls. Do you have them yet? Do you have them yet? And it's, it's kind of up to Mother Nature, but as soon as as soon as the weather warms up, they start popping their shells, and we get them on the menu as soon as possible. Oh, I can't wait for Monday night. This is going to be fantastic. For more information on this event, you want to go to Born Restaurant's website. Born is spelled capital B O R G N E. That's Born. The website is bornrestaurant.com. That's where you'll also purchase tickets. Brian, do you have an idea of what tickets are going to be on Monday night? I did not get that note. Um, I, I'm not sure. Uh, it's looking like it uh, should sell out over the weekend, so I would highly suggest getting the tickets now. You know, the, the one of the nice things about this Chalk Talk is we're not trying to make it too big. I think this will be a nice personal um, an opportunity to have, have some quality time with uh, the coach and with Tyreek. I think we're going to keep it to right around 30 people. So this is definitely for the avid Pelicans fan who wants, uh, you know, maybe a little one-on-one conversation with the coach and the player. Wow. With a number like that, you better hustle up. Go to bornrestaurant.com today. Sign up for the event. It is this coming Monday, March the 16th, from 630 to 830 at uh, – the John Besh Restaurant Born there in the first floor lobby, or just off the lobby of the Hyatt yep. Hotel. Brian, we're looking forward to it. Thanks for the visit, and I can't wait to see you on Monday. Thank you very much. Looking forward to seeing you. There he is, Chef Brian Landry with us here on the Black and Blue Report. And we'll take a quick timeout and continue here on this Wednesday.
Besh Restaurant Group and your Pelicans present an exclusive Chalk Talk dinner at Bourne, a John Besh restaurant. Join us Monday, March 16th at 6.30 p.m. for your chance to enjoy great food prepared by Chef Brian Landry and the Bourne staff. The night will be hosted by a Pelicans broadcaster and include appearances by Pelicans guard Tyreek Evans and general manager Del Dimps. Tickets are limited to enjoy this night of food and fun. Score your seats and get more info at BourneRestaurant.com. The future is now for the New Orleans Pelicans as all-star Anthony Davis has become one of the elite players in the NBA. 2015-16 season tickets are now on sale, so make sure to secure early bird pricing and receive special gifts as part of our parade of prizes. Season ticket holders receive great benefits, including access to exclusive team events, plus savings on concessions and merchandise. Be part of the best fan experience in the NBA by calling 525-HOOP or visiting pelicans.com today. Pelicans.com and NewOrleansSaints.com, your first stop when following your teams. A couple things here before we wrap up the black and blue report here on this Wednesday. I know that we mentioned that the Pelicans have a little bit of a downtime or non-game time, I should say, between now and Sunday. But we have a couple of things uh, Pelicans-wise on the radar screen. As we mentioned, Monty Williams show tomorrow night. On Friday night at the Audubon Aquarium of the Americas is the annual Toast for the Coast event. The Pelicans every year have a big charity gala uh, where you get to come and mingle with the players and the coaches, and really it's the it's the, the focal point of fundraising for the Pelicans and certainly their community platforms, most specifically here, the Audubon Nature Institute's uh, efforts with regard to coastal preservation and education with regard to that. So on Friday night, the Pelicans will be gathering at the Audubon Aquarium of the Americas from 7.30 until 10.30, and we certainly hope that you'll join us for that event. The information about the event, all the details, and uh, for tickets, you can go to pelicans.com. But there'll be hors d'oeuvres and live music, cocktails, of course, time with the players and the coaches, and then uh, a live auction and a silent auction as well. It's really a nice event. I hope that you'll uh, maybe possibly put that on your calendar for this week before we all reconvene at the Smoothie King Center on Sunday for the uh, Pelicans and the Denver Nuggets. Monday will be cool, too. Don't forget, on the 16th, it's the uh, Pelicans Chalk Talk at Bourne Restaurant. Thanks again to Brian Landry for coming on and talking about that today. David Wesley was fantastic as well on a Wesley Wednesday and uh, loved hearing from head coach Monty Williams and Norris Cole, both following the Pelicans' win last night in Brooklyn. In New Orleans, uh, yeah, again, gang, 36-29, and 29, firmly entrenched in this race now with about a month to go in the regular season. On the football side, I'm sure we're going to see some more news. Just because yesterday was the start of the new NFL year, that doesn't mean that this free agency period won't have a few more surprises, uh, not just with the Saints I'm talking about, but across the league as well. It was a pretty fast start, as we talked about at the top of the show today. We'll continue our conversation about that tomorrow, and we'll also visit with Howard Beck from Bleacher Report. He covers the NBA. He watched the Pelicans in person last night in Brooklyn. He's a part of our Thursday Black and Blue Report. Hope you have a great rest of your Wednesday, everybody. Try and stay dry. The rain doesn't seem to want to stop around here. And uh, for those of you that are commuting across the lake these days, I know it is uh, somewhat inconvenient uh, with the fog and whatnot, but just make sure those headlights are on and you're maybe just giving yourself a little extra room as uh, we are locked in uh, with the cloud over the lake here, it seems, almost every morning and every evening. 
We'll uh, talk to you next time right here on the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans. You can always visit us on Twitter at Black Blue Report or check us out at Sean Kelly Live as well. We'll maybe possibly pass along some of your tweets in the shows coming up on Thursday and Friday, and you can tweet us whatever you like, whether it be about a guest you'd like to hear from, your thoughts about what's going on with the Pelicans right now, and certainly your observations with regards to uh, your New Orleans Saints. For Daniel Salerson, I'm Sean Kelly. We'll see you next time right here on the Black and Blue Report. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source, the Black and Blue Report.